Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on another episode of Why They Invested Healthcare Edition. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining us once again, we have the managing partner at Tao Ventures, uh, Amit Garg. Did I say that right or did I mess that up? Yep, you got it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jared, thank you very much for having me back here in the show. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure. I'm a huge fan of, of the podcast and uh, we'll continue also uh, syndicating it, uh, pushing it through our own networks to get you more and more viewers and really appreciate all that you do for healthcare. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for the kind words and, um, you know, always love talking with you. You've obviously invested, you, you and your firm have invested in some great companies. I was just talking to you before we started this. I'm like, I get so excited when I find out you're attached to it. I'm not surprised, but I get really excited when I'm like, oh man, that's a huge win for these companies. Yeah, they got the cash they need, but the fact that they're associated with, you know, Tao Ventures is really going to help them uh, over their life cycle. I appreciate that, man. Um, venture capital has two sides to it, venture and capital. And I like to say that capital is obviously very important, but it's the lesser interesting word. Uh, the more interesting word is the venture side. You want to work with people who will actually help you build a business, be true partners, open up doors, help you with payers, providers, pharma. I mean, that's th that's the reason to raise from a VC firm. Otherwise, you can find capital in many other ways. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love what you guys are doing um, and can't wait to continue these type of conversations because you're investing in so many great companies. There's plenty of opportunities to have you come back on to talk about some of those uh, recent investments. So today we want to go through three recent investments that your firm has made. And um, I'll, I'll let you describe them, but uh, talk us through, I guess, three recent investments and then give us uh, the quick snapshot of what they do. And then we'll uh, you know, tell us why you invested in uh, in each of them. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go backwards in time here and talk about the latest uh, three investments we have done. So the first one is Amplify MD. Um, this is a platform to help uh, patients connect with specialists. Uh, think about the big problem we have in the U.S. We have in the world where um, we just don't get the right kind of care when we need it. Um, and Amplify MD is helping build that connectivity so that your primary care physician can send you to more specialists and you as a patient get access to more specialists. Um, so we uh, are now in uh, this company alongside uh, some very good VC firms. Greylock and F-Prime uh, are notable investors. Uh, it was a total of $23 million that has gone into the company. Uh, the founders here, the co-founders are... Um, People I have actually known for a while, so I've been following this journey of how they built the company since the very beginning, and we wanted to be investors, and when they open up this round, we uh, immediately tried to come in, and uh, here we are. Uh, the second company uh, is Arpeggio Bio. Uh, Arpeggio, like the musical instrument, uh, or sorry, the musical notation, uh, the, the co-founders have an inclination toward music, so they named the company after that. Um, and what this company is focused on is helping you with uh, the transcriptome. And what the transcriptome is, think about the genome or the proteome or the metabolome, which is metabolics. Uh, the transcriptome is basically when your DNA is being converted into RNA, right? tRNA, rRNA, mRNA, which has become very, very part of the normal vocabulary given you know, the last two or three years and Moderna and Pfizer and COVID and the vaccines. Uh, and we see mRNA is becoming a platform really for a lot more drug discovery, a lot more 
things that we can do. Um, it's, it's work that has been going on for many, many years that has now really come to a point where there's uh, commercialization possibilities. So what Arpeggio is doing is, is really building a platform that can help us engineer drugs that can be safer and more effective. Um, and we're very excited about it because it means that we can truly, truly do personalized healthcare. Think, think about the big challenge here. We, we have a few drugs that take almost 10 years to get to the market, a billion dollars, and with, with a platform that can churn out more drugs quicker, safer, we can actually do more for all of us. Uh, the third company, uh, it's, a, it's a bit in stealth, so if anybody tries to Google up, uh, depending on when you check this out, you may not see much, uh, but the company is called Calm Wave, um, and it was incubated out of the Allen Institute for AI up in Seattle, um, and that is uh, one of the foremost institutes for artificial intelligence in the world. Um, and what the company is doing is really helping reduce the fatigue that's experienced by healthcare workers. Uh, especially when you're working in critical care. Like think about constantly getting alarms, constantly doing one emergency after another. Um, imagine all those TV shows where you watch the emergency room, like how hectic it is, uh, especially for nurses, uh, also for the physicians. But uh, that's what the company is doing. It's like, let's actually highlight what needs to be followed up when it needs to be followed up. And let's add AI to it so that you have a continuous window with indicators that will turn red or green, sort of, uh, to, to, to extract signals from noise. So that, that, that way you get a unified view of patient alarms, you can get a workload that is much more manageable, uh, you get scores around patients. Um, and I don't wanna give up too much more about the company yet because they are just about to come out of stealth. So chances are by the time that viewers listen to this, uh, there'll be a lot more on the website. And since we've had you on last, I think it's been a couple months now and probably coming up on a year, right? I think it yeah, was I like think it's January, actually coming February. up on a year. Time flies. Yeah. Last year. Um, things have changed a lot in the last year, depending on who you ask, right? Can, can you give us like, I guess your perspective as, uh, you know, you're, you're in the venture world, where you think the market's at and then maybe where, where it's trending again. And I know this is, you know, this is your opinion, but we would love to, to hear that insight. Um, so there's several things that are going on right now. One of them is obviously the overall market. Um, as we are recording this, it's, it's been a little unstable to put it mildly. It's been like that for three or four months, roughly speaking, that has affected startups also more so at the late stage than at the early stage. But, even at the early stage, it means that valuations have come down, the amounts that have raised have come down, the amount of time that it takes for you to fundraise has gone up. All of this, in my view, is a correction. It's not a crash. What was going on in the last two years, especially the core years of COVID, was actually the abnormal, where round sizes, especially in healthcare, had gotten very large. People were raising too much money. And now we have come back to where things were sort of before COVID. Um, it's roughly speaking, about a 40% uptick during the last two years that have come down to back thing, where things were. And that's actually healthy, no pun intended, or I guess intended. Uh, that is healthy for the ecosystem. Raising too much too quickly can also hurt, uh, just like raising too little and taking too long. It, there is a cadence, a right cadence for doing things. More specifically to healthcare, um, 
we um, are seeing a lot of things uh, in terms of telehealth adoption, in terms of uh, remote management, value-based care. I can throw a bunch of other buzzwords. But what happened with COVID was an acceleration of a long-standing trends. And now that um, we are going into a different phase uh, of the pandemic, we're now in what I would call the endemic phase, um, some of those behaviors are coming down, like telehealth adoption, as you would expect, is coming down. But it's never going to go back to where it was. And I think that it will stabilize uh, in very much a hybrid world. Um, I have some data around this, but just to pick on that one example, uh, I think that half of our consults will be in person and half roughly will be virtual. And in fact, we're moving now to a world which is increasingly virtual first, value-based. So VFVBC, I guess, if I were to come up with an acronym. Um, and furthermore, increasingly more remote management, which was going on before, but with an added layer of AI, it implies that you can actually get insights, you can get alerts, you can tell your provider, your doctor about what's going on, and he or she will actually know about what's going on much earlier, much better, much quicker. And that affects everything, all the way from cancer to heart disease, to diabetes, to uh, old age, to elderly care. Uh, and I'm particularly, I continue being very excited about where healthcare is going. I think there's so much to be done but we are moving in the right direction. Um, sometimes three steps ahead, one step back, but we are moving in the right direction. And when you when you started your uh, kind of your thoughts on the state of the the overall market, you were talking about how va about valuations are are down. You know, especially at like at the early stage. Um, no, not especially well, at the early stage. Especially okay. at the late stage. Early okay. stage also gets a little bit of it, but it is more of a downstream effect. Well, my question for you as it relates to the early stage then, um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get super hung up with that initial valuation, but let's talk through this. Does How important truly is the initial valuation? Yeah, it is and it isn't. Um, so it's, it's important in the sense that if you're launching a rocket to the moon, you want to get the angle right. If you get it off, you end up somewhere in the middle of nowhere, right? So you can't overshoot or undershoot in the valuation. If you overshoot, then you set yourself up such a high bar that it's really hard for you to meet it, to overcome it. And then the next rounds that you do end up looking like flat rounds or even down rounds, or maybe there are up rounds, but they're very modest up rounds. And perception, there is truth to perception is reality. If people perceive your company as not doing as well, that does end up becoming a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you never want to chew more than you can bite. Also, if you set your bar too low, you gave up too much of your company. So there is a happy medium. And in general, obviously there's exceptions, obviously based on your background and based on what you're building and how much traction you have and where actually you might be based, things change. But in general, 20% is what is the benchmark for uh, dilution uh, in the seed stage. Another way of saying it is whatever you raise, the valuation should be something like 5x of what, what you're doing. Can it be 4x? Sure. Can it be 3x? Sure. Can it be 6x? Sure. Once again, case by case, but the median is 20% dilution. Um, and I, I see a lot of good entrepreneurs, they say, I would rather bring in the right partner. And even if it's not necessarily the highest number, because the right partner 
uh, or partners can really change the outcome of the company. That's what I did also when I was an entrepreneur before I became an investor. And that's what I encourage entrepreneurs to do right now is it's much better to own 50% of a billion dollars than to own 60% of $100 million. Like you can do the math there. 60% sounds better. But 100 million versus 1 billion, like there's there's a big difference there. And I do think that having the right partner does create the potential for a 10x difference. You're right. And the right partner is, you won't say it, but I will. <laughs> you're you're worse there, uh, Jared. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't presume to be the only good VC out there. But we do pride ourselves on working hard, very hard. We are entrepreneurs turned investors, um, operators, then entrepreneurs, then investors. And we uh, focus on helping you raise more money. We help you get more customers. We leverage our advisory network. Uh, as I speak this, we have 80 million under management. We are writing check sizes on average, 500K, 250 to 500, I should say. We look for AI in healthcare, AI, some use of AI whether it's computer vision to detect cancer, machine learning to repurpose drugs, or as I described all these companies, all of them are collecting a lot of data, whether it's Arpeggio, whether it's ComWave, whether it's AmplifyMD, there's the possibility of doing better matches, of extracting signals from noise, of reducing paperwork for everyone, and on making healthcare more affordable, more accessible, and better outcomes, which is what we all want here. At the end of the day, business should be serving humans, right? And that that's what we should be doing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and what I always, I, so part of the fun of hosting, you know, these podcasts is I get to learn about so many interesting companies in the healthcare space. And when I'm looking at a company, I try to get really excited about what they're doing. And then I go back and look at who, who has invested or hasn't invested to date. But I do get excited when I see uh, your, uh, your company attached to it. And then it also means that we get to have you come on and, and kind of give your insights to it on, on this show. So uh, thank you for, you know, always coming on here and sharing your, your thoughts on these, some of these investments. Um, last, last thing for you as we wrap things up, wh what's next? What are you looking into? Is the, is the focus still the same? And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we are um, actually uh, on our second fund two now, technically our third vehicle. Uh, what has changed is that we are writing bigger checks. Um, we are taking bigger positions in the companies we look at. Um, in, in a near future, that will change where we'll be able to lead or co-lead rounds. Um, but the perspectives that we look for, the, the types of companies we look for, that is exactly the same. Uh, we are, as a firm, just about three years old. Uh, we're still looking for a lot around cancer, how to diagnose it, how to treat it. Um, there's so much to be done around cancer. I, I, I hope that in my lifetime we will be able to cure several types of cancer but at the very least we'll make cancer into a manageable chronic disease so that it's not a death sentence uh, the second big thing we look for is chronic diseases in general so diabetes obesity um, mental heart all of the big things that affect all of us um, and we have several companies in the portfolio that are addressing that and then uh, in fact uh, jared last time we spoke about signos that's one example they use a continuous glucose monitor to help analyze what's happening inside your body when you eat, drink, or exercise, and therefore you get insights that can help you lose weight. And then the third big bucket is what I call the back end of healthcare. So it's benefits management, it's fraud, waste, and abuse, it's uh, pre-ots, which is basically medical paperwork. And we have a number of companies doing that. In fact, one of them is called Alafia Health, um, which is uh, using machine learning to detect 
all the fraud, waste, and abuse in healthcare claims, which unfortunately is a big problem. So interesting. Yeah, every every company you're involved with, and and uh, just is is going after such a, a big opportunity, such a uh, impactful. Uh, they're, they're you know going to have such an impact on healthcare and beyond. And I really enjoy getting to see you. This is why I have to do the video. Your eyes light up when you're talking about these companies. Um, you know, oh, that oh this you is not just a podcast in terms of voice; it's also video. Yeah, oh, shoot. Oh, no, no. It, I mean, <laughs> most, it, I would say 98% of people listen versus watch the video. Um, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, good to know. I, you got the unfiltered Amit. No, <laughs> it, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's really like it, we only put it up there just so that people can listen to it while they're working if they wanted to have like YouTube or something. Um, copy, not, copy, copy. Every, everything's unfiltered in the in the work from home. Uh, in eh, the future, that's true. Right? That is not a fake background. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It won't be the last time. I know we'll have you on again, and uh, look forward to hopefully meeting up uh, in person uh, over the next couple of months at some point when I'm out in the Bay Area. It's a deal, and uh, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. TauVentures.com. Uh, we are on LinkedIn. Feel free to follow us. If you see something there that you particularly enjoy, please like it. If there isn't something you like, please tell us so we can do better. Love it. Thanks again.